That's the word or replacing the word but in a way. It's an oppositional yeah. conjunction. Or, nor, yeah. yet. Yeah. There are many small words that have the same effect. Yeah. And they're workhorses. They're little worker bees mm-hmm. that cement our language together in such a way that we can actually communicate sophisticated ideas using mm-hmm. them. Otherwise, we'd have to speak one statement, period, another statement, period, exactly. another statement. Exactly. And here we can go, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Oh, You're listening to The Sill Podcast, perspectives on art and technology with Peter Noche and Harry Posner. Episode 92, Digging Words. But, au contraire. Everything's gonna change, everything but the truth. Everything's gonna change, everything but the truth. You're not playing games, it's taking names, and here's bulletproof. Everything's gonna change, everything but the truth. Today, we're going to be talking about the word... But. But on our Digging Words podcast. That's B-U-T. B-U-T, not B-U-T-T. That's another podcast altogether where we yeah. go into the words but, derriere, behind, and all those other good things. But this is the word but. It's a little tiny word, three letters. And one of those words we take for granted. And it's probably one of the most overused and misused words in the English language. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We use it unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And the etymology is widespread, let's put it that way, mm-hmm. from the Middle English, but, button, boot, booten, from Old English, butan, meaning out of or outside of or off. Mm-hmm. For example, the Scots, a but or but, which means outside or without. It also means like a hut, a hut that's outside is a, a but. There's the Dutch, bulten. Low Saxon, Buten, Low German, Buten, Bute, all these different etymologies. Which all point to exclusionary. Yeah, outside, exclusionary, mm-hmm. and which is the primary usage that we put it to as a conjunction. I'd love to help you paint the house Friday, Bill, mm-hmm. but there may be a, a golf game that may take me away from that. Mm-hmm. Kind of a negation, so it's a conjunction that we negates. And uses a way out. You don't have to commit to something. That's right. And we're going to talk about commitment in relation to the Mm -hmm. word but in a bit. But it's also used as a uh, preposition. In Oshawa, we were never anything but poor. Right. It can be used as a noun. It's going to be a chicken in every pot. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's a noun in that case. Mm -hmm. So it's used in all these ways, but primarily as a conjunction. It's a small but very powerful word. Yeah. I mean, you can promise the world in one breath, but take it away in the next. One of the, I think, but's favorite companions is a particular word that we use to soften the blow. However? Not however. However kind of can take the place. It's more the upper class Uh. replacement for but. However, but, but the way we often use the word is we'll say, I'm going to give you those 20 bucks I promised you, George. But unfortunately, today I'm a little skint. Right. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Tuesday. <laughs> for a hamburger today. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Yeah. So the word unfortunately gets 
put together with the word but to soften the blow of the expectations not being met. Mm -hmm. has a very important place in general communications, especially, i.e., the workplace. Yeah, how so? So when you're dealing with, for example, managers and subordinates, mm -hmm. the way that you communicate when someone does some work or accomplishes something or is given a task, and then you go about commenting or deliberating to them how that specific task has been performed or whether they're up to snuff. I'll say to you, for example, Harry. Yes. You're a great writer. Thank you. But. I really, what? Your choice of characters leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> <laughs> right? I I'll mean, never I, write anything more again. Right. Now, that's not a very uplifting comment to make. Oh. I could have easily just said to you, Harry, you're a great writer, and you could be an even greater writer mm -hmm. if you just addressed a couple of things here. Yeah, we're going to get to the and relationship to but in a little bit. Mm. But staying with but, okay. that reminds me of rejection letters that writers often get, mm. where the first thing the publishing company will say is, Dear Mr. Posner, with great pleasure we read your manuscript and thought very highly of it. It was a wonderful portrayal of a man in deep pain and bloody blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, it doesn't really fit with our list. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. <laughs> so that kind of butting happens in that world a lot to reject things, right, mm -hmm. directly. But I yeah. think if you reverse the statement, so if you're going to have a negative side to a, a double statement, yeah, it's best if you go with the negative first and then end with a positive. So, for example, you could say, it's very likely that I won't be able to help you paint your house on Sunday, but if things change, it mm. could happen. Yeah, or the following Sunday. In other words, you're not closing the door. Yeah. You're not shutting it down. Yeah. Especially if you're talking about something that they've done. If you've ever been in a situation like this in your own household or with a partner or with a friend, yeah. where you've done a thousand things, mm -hmm. and the very first thing they say to you is, but why didn't you do this? <laughs> well, what about the other things I did? Right. You could still address the thing that hasn't been done. Instead of saying, why didn't you do this? Maybe you say, Look, I really appreciate all the things you did today. However, there's one thing here that maybe we need to put some attention on. It's yeah. just a whole yeah. different perspective and approach, which completely changes not only the way you're perceived, mm -hmm. but the effect that you have on the other person. It's more welcoming. Yeah. The other thing about the use of that word is that we tend to promise very quickly we overpromise. Mm -hmm. The old adage, overpromise and underdeliver, is that yeah, it? Yeah, or the opposite. Or the opposite, underpromise and overdeliver. Right. But the fact is that we don't think in advance when we answer questions like, can you help me paint the house today? We immediately go, yeah, yeah, sure, I can do that. Yeah, that'll be great. I can do that for you. Oh, but uh, I just realized that unfortunately, mm -hmm. my sister is coming by and I have to take her to the doctor's. Mm-hmm. It's because we have to communicate quickly. In fact, the modern world demands quick communication. I don't think it's just quick communication. I think there's this immediate need for a lot, if not most people, to feel liked and therefore by responding in a very affirmative, kind of semi-excited manner. Enthusiasm, as I would say it. Yeah. I would describe it as enthusiasm. Right giving the other person the impression that you're really into helping them or addressing whatever it is that they approached you with. So to be liked, 
Yeah. You, you come up with the positive first, mm-hmm. and then you soften it or negate it almost with the but. Mm-hmm. Throw the but in. Because people oftentimes, they have a difficult time just being matter of fact about things. They have this feeling that they have to be excited or bubbly. As opposed to, you ask me, Peter, can you help me paint my house this weekend? If I just stop for a moment and say, Harry, I would really like to. I can't this but. weekend. <laughs> I can't this weekend because I'm busy. Or maybe let me check into it and see if I can arrange it. I don't start off by saying, oh, sure, great, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm there for you. Right. Not only are you not being truthful, Mm -hmm. the exuberance is part of, well, if I respond like that, then it's like, oh, wow. Uh, This kind of facade, a lot of it is what we think other people expect. This use of the word but, it's also inward. There's this talk in writerly circles about the inner critic that editor sitting over your shoulder as you're writing saying, uh, yeah, pretty good idea you got going there, Harry, but I think you're pushing this too far, don't you Mm -hmm, think? mm -hmm. Uh, But do you really know what you're talking about here? But I don't know if it's going to be accepted. Uh, But, 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 but. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon the writer is frozen and paralyzed because that inner critic is stopping them at every turn. Exactly. Well, more important than just frozen, you're demoralized. Yeah, Sure. And that's what I was talking about when I was referencing the workplace in terms of how you speak, especially manager to subordinate or manager to coworker. Mm-hmm. You have this approach which you can either uplift the individual and appreciate what has been done well and then address what perhaps needs to be improved. Right. But you leave the individual with a sense of, okay, I did pretty good on this. So give me an example of how you might say that to not put someone down. Same example as I was giving you before, where first I address what you've done well. Harry, great job on this report. Thank you. Do I get a raise? Well, don't throw that question at me now, Harry. (laughs) Where's the but? Where's the but? Come on. (laughs) No but. And then I might say, and we can make this even better. If we do the following, or if we consider the following. Rather than saying, but there's room for improvement here, really. Right. right? Or, but this part isn't done very well. Yeah. Or I reverse the statement, mm-hmm. even if I want to use the but. Yeah. I reverse it and I say, this part here needs a little bit of work, but this part has been done really well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Reverse it. You're still addressing the problem, but I've left you with a very different feeling because my last statement to you was very positive. Yeah, there's actually a technique in feedback discussions, Mm -hmm. which is a positive, negative, positive. Mm. So you start with a positive. That was great work you did there, Bill, on this project. There, of course, is room for improvement in that area and this area where our numbers didn't match properly. Mm -hmm. But overall... What you're doing is really strong in helping this company. Negative, positive, negative. Right. And there, the but actually goes into a positive. Yes, it does. At the end. You could have eliminated that third step by just putting in an and in the beginning. I suppose. But now, here's the thing. There's another but. Using and, you can't just replace the word but with and. You know, I'd love to help you paint your house on Sunday and... It's probably not going to happen because that doesn't sound right. True. You'd have to change it. I'd love to help you paint your house on Sunday. And, well, thinking about it now, there is the possibility that that might not happen. Just Mm -hmm. be aware of that. It softens it. Mm -hmm. It still indicates positive intention, but it doesn't abruptly go, but forget what I just said. And that's very important because, as we said at the beginning, the overuse and misuse of the word. Yeah. As in many forms of communication, the delivery 
is mm. extremely important. Seinfeld has a funny little uh, episode where uh, he talks about the phrase, having said that. Oh, right. right. Where <laughs> somebody says, uh, well, uh, you know, we love what you were doing on the stage there, Johnny. Uh, uh, of course, having said that, right. uh, let me say this, it stunk, you know. <laughs> This kind of opposite yeah. thing. Yeah. It's similar to the word but, replacing it with that phraseology. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the other thing about but too. It reflects the modern world. People seem to be, the word I'm going to use is unmoored in time. They don't really have a good sense of history, right. nor any sense of really where the future is going. Mm-hmm. We're unmoored in time. And so as a result, we don't have vision. We don't have the ability to kind of see ahead and commit to commit, something commit, yeah. that will be accomplished because everything is so changeful. Mm-hmm. The world shifts and changes every moment. We can't commit fully. There always has to be a but in there saying, but things could change and that might not happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. People also use the word, I know I have used it that way internally, mm-hmm. to give myself more time, to give myself a certain mindset so that I'm prepared for eventualities that may not appeal to me. Yeah. Look, I mean, governments have to use that word in their own way in order to slow down change. Mm. The job of government partly is to slow down the pace of change through taking time with legislation, mm-hmm. thinking about all the buts that could you know, mm-hmm. oppose that legislation and make life worse rather than better. Mm-hmm. And so it serves a use. It's not just a negative kind of word. It's okay. And using it like there, but for the grace of God go I, it's saying, if only without the grace of God, I would be there. Right. And it's a useful phrase in that way. It mm-hmm. really encompasses a lot. But like anything else, overuse destroys that effect. Sure. Absolutely. Let's talk about technology just for a second, Mm. because I was thinking about this but, this idea of opposition, where the beginnings of digital technology is wrapped around the idea of the binary code. code. Zeros and ones. Yeah, now you say zeros and ones, but in effect, correct me if I'm wrong, Mm. in computer systems, at least the more primitive ones Mm. back in the day, it was zero or one. It would be decision-making based upon one or the other, right. not... the actual placement of the code. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's the word or replacing the word but in a way. It's an oppositional yeah. conjunction. Or, nor, yeah. yet. Yeah. There are many small words that have the same effect. Yeah. And they're workhorses. They're little worker bees mm-hmm. that cement our language together in such a way that we can actually communicate sophisticated ideas using Mm -hmm. them. Otherwise, we'd have to speak one statement, period, another statement, period, another statement. Here we can go, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, but of course, da-da-da-da-da-da, and it becomes a much more sophisticated thought form. Especially in conversation. Of course. More so than in writing. In Mm -hmm. writing, there's more of a process in aligning all the information. Yeah, yeah. And being a writer, of course, I had to take this little word and write a poem about the word. Let's hear it. Would you like to hear it? Absolutely. It's called Ode to Butt. Box, box. So, what's your story? To all the hardworking butts, hinging the wings of yes-no, let me take this moment to thank you for your service. For without you, how could any of us change our mind midstream? Prevaricate till the cows come home, promise and disavow in the same breath. 
How could I declare my love, yet not commit? Be in the moment, yet far away. Oh, but, glorious but, you are, however's, advance plebeian guard. Doing the heavy lifting, turning absolutely into depending, the object of praise into the butt of the joke, a sweet bonbon into the obstruction that chokes us out. O oh, lovely little trickster butt, you adeptly slip into the cracks to whisper, wait a minute, are you absolutely sure about that which you speak? Might there not be another side to the story? Yes, of course, it's clearly self-evident. Mind you, the self is a malleable feast, and evidence isn't always what it seems. You see what I mean? Maybe you'd like to reconsider? Oh, I do. I do see what you mean. Come here, my squirrely little butt. Let me wrap you in my arms and hold you close. But not too close, because I am unpredictably allergic to three-letter words. So let me praise you at arm's length. But not for too long, because one's arms do get tired when held straight out from the body for any length of time. Oh, to hell with it. Come here, you little rapscallion. Let me bounce you on my knee. Three cheers to you. And may you divide and conquer until the end of your days, or until the end of time itself, whichever comes first. But, truth be told, we don't really know what time actually is, although we have some, you know, intuitive idea, but not enough of an idea to be able to directly know that of which we speak. So, Let's just say, until the end of your days, and leave it at that, even if it sounds a little fatalistic and doomsdayish. But having said that, let me say this. Box, box. Wow. What prompted the poem? Well, frankly, I think we maybe talked about this word mm. weeks and weeks ago as a possible word for mm-hmm. digging words. Yeah, we did. And I just thought about it and thought about it. I thought, why don't I write a poem about it? Words don't get their due. I mean, we use words unconsciously for mm-hmm. the most part, mm-hmm. and we don't celebrate them as language, as little workers in our language enough. And so I thought I would celebrate this word, even though it has negative connotations to it. It's very creative, very yeah, creative. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Any other point before we close the podcast? Well, here's something we can try. Mm. We can try not using that word Mm. in a day, in the course of one day. See if it's possible to avoid using that word. Replace it with and, change the second half of the sentence. It's interesting that you say that because I've actively and consciously been doing that for our number of years, or attempting to anyway, not always successfully, but I'm very cognizant of that Mm -hmm. word because in my daily encounters with people, in ordinary conversations and business, whatever, I find that word, some people use it a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those words that kind of uh, grates on you a little bit when it's used a lot. Well, you often don't want to spend a lot of time around people who use that word a lot because mm-hmm. they're, they're naysayers in many ways. Right? Exactly. They're, they're inhibitors of change, of action. Mm-hmm. And that word, in many ways, does prevent forward motion. Yes. It's a break. Yeah. B-R-A-K-E. Yeah. Right. It's a break. And sometimes we need that break. We do promise maybe prematurely, and that break is a useful little thing to Mm -hmm. stop us from committing unconvincingly, let's say. So let's praise that word. It does the job. Maybe we overuse it, so let's be aware of how we use it, when we use it. Mm -hmm. 
and maybe replace it with and every now and then and see how we have to change the way we communicate using the word and. And if you can't do that, reverse the order. Well, yeah, try reversing the order as well. Uh, I may not be able to help you uh, this Sunday painting your house, but that could change. And I could very well be there for you this Sunday. And as always, Harry, on this podcast, we always welcome comments, ideas. Yeah. Come on. Give us your butt. Give us your best butt. Stories are good. Whatever. Idiocies. Send us anything you like. We're happy to listen to it here. Maybe we'll turn it into a podcast or not. But. But. Depends. It depends. (laughs) But it all depends. It all depends. Ciao, Harry. Ciao, Peter. Everything's gonna change Everything but the truth The Sill Podcast Perspectives on Art and Technology is a Connecting Dots Media production available at thesillpodcast.com Everything's gonna change Everything but the truth Everything's gonna change